1: Ooh, ooh, ooh. Just like that, that. 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 You know how I feel just like that. It's R G M baby. How I feel, just like that. you the unique, the most.
2: You just like everything. That's everything. Simply can't describe the joy you bring. You like a breath of fresh. Twitch oh, my thirst should make me feel better When I'm truly hurt Just the thought of you It makes me smile So I say yes Let's walk down the aisle And I never take for granted The thing we have I like the fact that you make me laugh I'ma get my best That's what you deserve Keep it straight Never swerve Who would've thought that i feel like I do Cause I really mean it When I say I love you love you.
3: spiritual revelations, openings. Feelings, spiritual revelations, the openings. That's fine. Hijacking mm. the mind. Aluminum bonds with intelligence. Rewind the message. Merry Christmas. 13 indigenous immigrants. State of the unison. Addressing nothing. Foundations can ruin. Level to level. Fuck the embezzlement, tails from the crib, hitting blood rituals, 50 scores flying over caliber on a vacation. Flying dragons, swords and daggers, lions and tigers. Gotta get my parents or parish, tapping into raw flesh, vampire, vegetarian. I'm a malnutrition, chemically imbalanced, Ethiopian, in Helen Kush. Blue projects get pushed, Move with the bush, standing on the middle line, no defining, swirling dervish, in between space and time. T- t- Tuesday, another news day, north, east, west, south, not here to confuse the day, just to fuse the way, uh, another Tricks Tuesday. Tricks, Tricks Tuesday, another news day, north, east, west, south.
4: Out there in the Radio Land, Cyberland it's your boy, Brother Jamal, back again for another broadcast of Tips and Tricks Tuesday. I'm sitting in for Blackwater the Meta Magician. And today's date is January thirty first, twenty seventeen. Always an honor and a pleasure to be able to have an opportunity to get on this platform and just uh, let loose and present some things that I'm experiencing and have uncovered for all of us just to share and create this energy vortex for Uh, Continued Illumination So first and foremost Send a shout out to Dr. Eileen Bay And his queen Kadira Visionaries of First World Order Radio Which is what you are listening to And I want to remind you all listening That you need to get over in a fast In a hurry To Dr. Eileen dot com Check out all of the, the products geared towards your wellness mentally, physically, and spiritually. I want to send a shout out to good brother Blackwater, the Meta Magician, and to Brother Fahim L and to you, the listeners. I'll say peace and power to you this evening. Appreciate you etching out Some of your time to Join in So A lot's been going on Uh, First and foremost Let me say this too Um, To you all Listening I want to encourage you to get over To uh, My YouTube page And subscribe It's The Gnosis And that's G-N-O-R-I over there and subscribe. Uh, starting a new program uh, to help boost my subscribership. For every hundred subscribers, I'm going to give away um, a book out of my library. I got a pretty decent library I'm pretty proud of, you know, where I can go and pull things. So if you want some jewels, if you are somebody who appreciates the uh, art and of reading to discover information, then go and subscribe. And when you view those videos, share them, like them, so that some of your other people in your network can subscribe. And, you know, who knows? You might be one of the one of the people who hits in on one of those 100 subscriber marks, and I'll be sending you some form of a cult, a metaphysical book. All right. So tonight, we want to deal with something, a subject, the fallacy of leadership. That's going to be our topic for tonight, the fallacy of leadership. And I think it's a much-needed discussion, and we're going to try to uncover some, some little hidden jewels that we need to be aware of. Uh, but before we get into it, Want to deal with some Some hard copy stuff And uh, let's start with this Everything is a ritual And we know that We've done the etymology On the word ritual And it basically means Arrangement A ritual is an arrangement Uh, It is Fitting something together It's joining something Together that's what a ritual is Everything is a ritual Brushing your teeth is a ritual Okay Uh, The time that you eat breakfast is a ritual It's It's a form of an arrangement But there are higher levels of rituals Where Actual Actual Magic and psychological manipulation go on right before our eyes and it goes unnoticed for the most part. I'm show sure you one real simple. Very simple and subtle. Listen to these two titles of popular television shows, I think they were in the nineties. Or maybe early 2000s Everybody Loves Raymond Okay I'm sure y'all are familiar with that show Or heard of it Listen to the other title Everybody Hates Chris Very simple Very subtle Everybody Loves Raymond Everybody Hates Chris of course, Raymond is this uh, Italian European man who's the uh, star of the show. And then, of course, everybody hates Chris, starred. Um, well, it was produced by Chris Rock, and supposed to be a light-hearted um, sitcom about his childhood growing up in New York. But if you think about the deeper implications, Chris is Christ, and everybody hates the Christ people. Something very simple. We're going to come back to that. Because things may seem like, oh, he's stretching. Oh, that's just, that's a little far-fetched. Because sometimes it's hard for us to imagine just the depths of the diabolical nature of what we live in. And that's not to cause alarm or fear. It's just accepting the nature of the world we live in and understanding when you are cosmically... Regarded as the highest there is That also means you are the greatest threat You are the most feared So Here's another hard copy headline Breaking news This was the, the, uh, the headline Over 50 groups in the women's march Are funded by George Soros which should not be a big surprise that this whole Women's March thing, of course, it was, this is Hegelian dialectic at its finest, um, where you produce these two polar opposites that appear to be in conflict, and uh, you are doing it to bring about a desired outcome. Now, you know, George Soros is also behind the whole Black Lives Matter. And my take on the whole Black Lives Matter, which ties into this whole Women's March, because what's always important when these events is they need to go out and get some, quote, unquote, black people, especially some black women, to align with this movement to be used as the battery. And also to deflect attention from where or what the real issue is or issues plural. Now that ties in directly with the Black Lives Matter, because you got the same person behind all this. But here's the kicker on the Black Lives Matter. It never was about Black Lives Matter. You gotta understand the word LI e Can be pronounced Two different ways The I in the middle can have a short sound Or can have a long sound The long I sound Would be lives But the short I sound Would be lives And that's the ritual Black lives Matter Black lives matter That means Now, think about this. Think about it. If there is another transition or series of transitions that are supposed to occur where we're supposed to move into another dimension and you have to be in possession of certain cosmic elements in order to move into that next dimension, what would be the number one strategy of someone who realizes their lack They need to convince you to stay within this reality so that they can have a future. So when they put out this hashtag Black Lives Matter, it was just assumed that it's Black Lives Matter. It was really Black Lives Matter. We need you to maintain the matrix, the illusionary world, the Maya. We need you to live in matter. Black Lives Matter. And then you have something come out called the Mannequin Challenge. We've talked about this several times, the Mannequin Challenge, where you got all these people who voluntarily just freeze. And you had millions of people around the world participating, freezing. People are still doing it. There's a video going around with these um, young black people in some city And they are doing a mannequin challenge Where they are mimicking a drive-by So that's like double jeopardy One, you are simulating frozen time And to go beyond that You are saying what you are freezing in time Is you all attacking each other Not understanding that thoughts are vibrations And then those vibrations become crystallized, and the crystallization of thought is what becomes gross matter. you look at the science of cymatics, it shows you that. When they put the sand down on a vibrating uh, surface and you see these different shapes emerge from the sand based on the tonage or the tonation that was emitted, they're showing you how vibration congeals into reality. Everything is a ritual. We had this week the Trump statements about the Holocaust where he excluded the Jews, and then all of a sudden the so-called Jews. Let me make sure I say that correctly. And then you see these uh, different stories about these synagogues attacked supposedly. Um Then you have Trump's proclamation on the refugees, especially the Syrians, the Muslims, and the Mexicans. Um, Now, what we got to do is be critical thinking people. I mean, if you're going to at least pay attention to any of this, be critical in your thought process. Doesn't it seem awful convenient that Trump just appears as just super radical With these different proclamations And declarations That they seem a little too convenient So we have to understand How uh, Different Academic modalities work To understand What's going on around us You have The science of You have political science where people supposedly they study politics. It's the science of politics. But understand that is not a separate science. You have psychology, it's the study of how people think and why people think a certain way. You have sociology that determines that, that focuses on how do those people interact with each other and how are they influenced by each other. You have biology, studying the basic components of life, even down to cell biology. So how are people's cells, are their bodies affected down to the minute level by their environment, by the way they think, which governs our political agenda? You have uh, advertising advertising how are people influenced by the messages that you put out that will dictate how they will respond and then react understand that all these sciences all these modalities and many more you have oh let me not forget communications which covers journalism public relations and mass communication which deals with the message that you are sending out In each of these modalities, they overlap because the message, there's a book called The Medium is the Message by uh, Marshall McLuhan, who was a very uh, critical writer uh, who dealt with journalism and communications, excellent book. He's got one called The Mechanical Bride, where he just dissects the psychological games played through mass media. And all these things overlap, psychology, sociology, mass media, they all overlap. So when you see all these outlandish things and you see people all in uproar because, oh, Trump said this. Look at what Trump is doing now. Oh, look at this. Our country is going to hell. Look at it. Do doesn't it seem awful convenient? See, it's called Hegelian dialectic. Again, you throw out something on the extreme polar end one way, which is going to cause a dialectically opposite reaction on the other polar end. And what you're doing, you're testing the waters. You're going to see how much of that polarity can you create, which then helps you figure out how to bring about the ultimate goal that you were really pushing for. And we know, those of us who want a higher frequency and understand metaphysics, it ain't got nothing to do with Mexicans and Syrians and Muslims. These are all code words trying to fish out the scientists. Muslim changed that to Muslim. Syrian changed that to Sirius, the planet Sirius. Mexicans changed that to Amexum. So these are code words. So you get all these different idiots Who they know are going to respond Because we are a response And reactionary society That does not think Which is why we always Are looking for somebody to lead us And when we start breaking down The word or the true meaning Of lead or led And leadership We're going to uncover why In 2017 Anyone uh, Looking for a leader Is grossly um, Confused And completely Missing the boat So let's go through a little bit more Hard copy stuff Let's see here what else is going on Watching Meet the Press Sunday And this is how you know this is how they throw little things out. Some guy on this panel throws out the fact that Steve Jobs was the son of a Syrian immigrant. Now, that statement in itself was a form of a ritualized move because, again, the Syrians are codes for Sirius. And what does Jobs create? This 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 logo with an apple that has been had a bite taken out of it. And it's very interesting because if you break down the word apple, one of its etemo, its roots is melus. So the apple symbolizes, of course, melanin. That whole garden story: you biting from the apple, you're tapping into your your hidden or subtle energy, or your powers, which is speaking to melanin. So that's something to look further into. Uh, to keep along this whole narrative of this extreme uh, movement towards Muslims, you had a supposedly a church burns down in Victoria, Texas. Then you've got in Quebec, six Muslims killed, eight injured, supposedly. So they're working uh, around the clock to push this narrative to create this idea of Trump as this um, super-bad dude um, who is to be feared. Oh oh, that's ultimately what Western civilization is about. It's about pushing fear. That is the crux. We, we always talk about the two basic emotions, love and fear. Western civilization is governed by fear. And we're seeing this unfold. If you're living in Texas, pay special attention to industrial parks going up. Here's an article, July of 2015, published in the Dallas Business Journal, and it stated that there were 13.1 million square feet of industrial space under construction in dfw if you ride up highway 360 if you ride down 161 if you go up 183 there are all these 635 all these huge industrial parks are being put up something to pay attention to at the same time they are gentrifying a lot of neighborhoods i mean I mean, like overnight, literally, you go by and the neighborhood looks run down. You come back two days later, they're tearing down stuff. And amazingly, there's one apartment complex in Arlington that is very interesting. They've changed the name to The Grid. And they got Amp, Current, all these names. are. They're using these little names uh, to... One building is called the Amp Building. The other building is called the Current. And this is in the middle of a low-income area. All of a sudden, they're putting out all this new lawn furniture and uh, a gazebo and this contemporary-looking stuff and new signage. And I'm noticing a lot of that going on around, it, uh, especially Arlington low-income places. So that's something to pay attention to. How that's gonna unfold? Article came out, and we're gonna shift to a little, a little metaphysics here. Article came out. We're still in the hard copy though. About Mister Clean is now gonna be represented by a black man. Now, we know, we all grew up looking at the little Mr. Clean cartoon image, and it's a white guy with a bald head and white eyebrows and very Nordic-looking character. Is it just a coincidence that now he's going to be represented by a black man or anthropomorphized or whatever you want to call it? So I I looked at that, and I said, there's something more to this. And I said, let me just look at the word clean, and that kind of gave me some insight. The the word clean in Greek is katharos or katharizo, which translates into the English word catharsis. Now, when you look at catharsis, catharsis is the emotional, outpouring, uh, curative, emotional outpouring through art. You know, like when you when someone writes a painful poem about a love lost, they say it's oh it was cathartic. Or he's using that as catharsis to to bleed his emotions through his paper, through his art. So, I've got to thinking about that. They're projecting a black man as a Christ figure. And not to actually lift him up, it's because they've always known who Christ was and who the Christ people were and are. They've known for quite some time now. So when they put this black man in as Mr. Clean, it's catharsis for them. They are facing something that is painful for them. And they have to put it in a platform to where the average person is not going to catch on to the science. But for them and their subconscious, they can put this out so they have to deal with it. It's the same way as in a movie when they have the, 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 the very dark, black, monstrous creature who's attacking them and some kind of way they manage to overcome it. It's cathartic because they are acting out their fears, the fear of the lack of a soul finally catching up with them. So this is a similar situation. All of a sudden the black man is Mr. Clean. What what is oh? And see the 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 average simple mind is going to think, "Well, this is diversity. It's always deeper Everything is a ritual." Now, they had this whole thing about these sag awards that's a uh something Art, artist Guild or I, I use a note it. What is it? Screen Actors Guild Awards. Use, and it was used as a platform to fuel the anti-Trump rhetoric. Again, all this stuff is, is, is acting. All of it. The actors are doubly acting because they got up there and uh Taraji P. Henson, and, you know, we're going to fight and stand together, and people just clapping their hands, and it just, oh, it was such a feel-good moment. Oh, they're coming together. You know, everybody's like, we'll unite to fight the hatred spewing from Trump. Now, I want you to think about this metaphysically. After winning the election, what did Trump keep saying he was going to do? I'm going to bring our country together and heal the wounds. Everybody's postulating that this man is an idiot. This dude is not stupid. It's like the old uh, court gesture thing. The court gesture comes in laughing and drunk, and you think, therefore, he can say anything because you already don't take him serious, and he would be dropping game on you. That's what this dude is. He's the fool. He already made himself look like the bumbling idiot. He played the whole George W. Bush thing early so that nobody takes him seriously to think he's a raving maniac. No, he's on some high level occult shit when he speaks. He said, I'm going to bring the country together. So what he's saying is I'm going to create such a fiasco as far as how I act that I'm going to blind your eyes as to, what's really going on, and you will be looking, oh, we must come together, come together, because this is the ultimate goal is for, you talking about genetic survival, genetic survival. So if I can get you out of thinking about end game, end goals, and, and thinking on a genetic level, and I can get you thinking about just, oh, we are the world. We are the children. If I can get you on that shit, kumbaya, then I have lulled you to sleep. And I did what I told you. I said I was going to bring the country together. And everybody thinks they're opposing him. No, you're actually fitting into the whole diagram that he had laid out, his whole team. And all those different modalities, I told you, they maximize all of them, print media, digital media. Advertising, psychology, sociology, biochemistry, cellular biology. All these things factor in because your thoughts control the molecular activities of your body. So everything factors in. They left no stone unturned. Now, as we transition into actually getting into our topic, I want to bring your attention something that I stumbled across. They had I saw an ad for Eventbrite uh, about a, a debate between Cornel West and Malik Zulu Shabazz, and I looked at that first thing I thought. Goulet agenda And then I reflected back on We've been talking about all these debates Going on with all this Quote-unquote conscious people And I said Oh It all makes sense now I, this and I, I, want to, I, I even wrote out little something I said the West versus Shabazz Debate confirms What I was suspecting That I'm more powerful Hidden hand is behind all of this The previous debates And squabbles were all Low level entities Fringe people in the so called Conscious community But these men Especially West As in Cornell West Have a larger national platform Letting us know That this has all been By design Even all the way down to the, the, All the little YouTube beasts. It's all been by design. If you pay attention, we even have Charles Barkley and Shaquille O'Neal feuding on national television as if they're going to fight. You think all this is by coincidence? It's all by design. And they announced this on March 25, 2016, when Batman versus Superman came out. They announced, what's going on right now? Now, mind you, March 25th is right after the spring equinox. Spring equinox is March 21st. So they were saying, we are birthing a new plan. And they announced it with Batman and Superman. Because we know Batman and Superman represents two entities that are they represent melanin powers. Batman is Osiris. Superman is the fallen one. He'd be Lucifer or he would be the one that was set down. But we know metaphysically those two are two parts of the same energy, and you've got to be a god to be on that level so it can only be talking about us versus us. And they announced it with the, that movie premiering on the 25th, and we see it playing out right now. And all of it. And once you see Cornell West and Malik Zulu Shabazz, we now know it's a Boule agenda for sure. That is the the mode and. Uh, Modus operandi for the moment Debate Keep the whole debate thing going Debate, 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 debate You learn very little From two people debating Now, the other key to this Because the debate topic Leads us into Our talk for the night Our topic of The fallacy of leadership Because I don't have it pulled up But I think that the topic was something on They're going to debate on What is the best strategy to take In this Trump presidency Something to that accord Um, I thought I had it on my I thought I had it saved But that's the basic gist of it Now, whenever people come Using the word best And strategy that typically is echoing something that deals with leadership. Oh, Dr. Claude Anderson, he got the best strategy for our economic plan. Or Boris Watkins, he got the best strategy for us, our economic plan. Or Dr. Umar, he got the best strategy. He's going to open a school and listen. I want the people that would just stop and listen to themselves. Just stop and listen. Listen to what you're saying. You call yourself conscious now. Oh, I don't deal with that white Jesus. I don't deal with none of that. I don't want to have nothing to do with no Bible. But then you come into this arena, so-called conscious, and you still brought Messiah worship into this. Jesus got replaced with Umar. Jesus got replaced with Boyce Watkins. Jesus got replaced with we can go on and on and on with these little caricatures that people worship. Because your Christian mind, that Christian indoctrination, never left. Or your Muslim indoctrination or whatever it is never left. It's got a new just some new clothes. Didn't the scriptures say you can't put new wine in old skins? So the first thing I want to start out with, dealing with this topic of the fallacy of leadership. And pardon me for you, master occultists and metaphysicians, if this is a little too mundane this evening. But, we, you know, it's always going to have a a metaphysical edge to it. But we just need to, you know, sometimes we've got to deal with some mundane stuff.
5: And I want to start
4: with just this concept of we always use the conscious community. We use that loosely. So let's just look at the word community. I, you know, I always like to deal with etymology. Uh, and I want to say this about when you're dealing with etymology, that's not the end-all, be-all. You still have to get down to symbolism. Symbolism. What was the ultimate symbol that was... Represented by the word, which we'll get into that. But let's just look at the word community first. The word community comes from the root, Indo European root. It's spelled M E I, Roman numeral two. M E I, the Roman numeral two. And that means change, move away, exchange. So a community is a place where there is change and some form of exchange or things moving. So when we're right now I'm I'm communing, I'm communicating. So I'm exchanging my energy, exchanging my thoughts. And when I open the lines up, we'll be able to complete the exchange by you sharing what you have. That's a community. Now, in the denotative sense of the word, there are several communities where there is a certain perceived level of consciousness where people exchange words, ideas, and culture. All right? because so that's what it is. It's an exchange. Now, in the connotative. Now, connotative means the way we look at something. may not be exactly. It's not usually what it really means. It's just the, the, the way we have become to accept something or view it. And that's the connotative. In a connotative sense of what we perceive as a community, though, it don't exist. The idea that you have in your head of a community as it pertains to a conscious community, it does not exist. Our idea of a community is a place where a certain group of people interact and live who have shared experiences and uh, have a system of preservation, where members can depend on other members to ensure survival if more misfortune happens to arise, does that exist? Let me read that again. It's a group of people. It's a place where a group of people interact and live who have shared experiences. Okay, we can say that 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 we got that, and have a system of preservation, where members. Can depend on other members To ensure survival If misfortune happens to arise That we do not have that So the connotative idea That you have of a community It does not exist As a whole um, And it says in small capacities It does exist for some But for the majority of people Involved in this so-called Conscious community That is not the case and I stand firm on what I'm saying. We got to quit these pipe dreams. There ain't no conscious community like, you know, let's say in my neighborhood growing up. Ms. McDowell lived next door. The, the McDowell's were country folk. They're from Black Mountain. That was a little uh, a, a little hamlet uh, off from Asheville proper. And Miss McDowell would steal canned beans and jelly. A a bottle of jelly in her basement. She'd come up and call my daddy over because my daddy knew her from when he was a child on the south side. She would call him over and she said, Oh, he said, Oh, Miss McDowell gave us some greens and some jelly. And, you know, that's a community in the connotative sense that we have in our heads where people know each other and care about each other and about their well being. But That is not what this conscious community, that shit don't exist. So we need to deal with that first. Let's talk about social media. Social media has turned less talented people into superstars. You used to have to be discovered and your merit was based on your talent, and that was a universal reality. And if you're over if you're over 35, you remember that for sure. That concept of being discovered. You remember that. You know, you had to be you had to show and prove. You had to be validated. You had to be tested. That's not the case now. Your validity now is based on how many followers you have, how many people like you, how popular are you. That's your validation now. So I want you all to go on Netflix and look at uh, uh, the, the Black Mirror series. Black Mirror is off the chain. You've got to look at Black Mirror season, I think it's season three, and you've got to specifically watch the episode called Nose Nosedive. And this episode represents what I'm talking about. Everybody's walking around with these smartphones, but what it is, they have these contacts in their eyes where when they greet a person, the person's rating comes up. And everybody is clamoring to get up to at least a 4.5. And if you have a 4.5 rating, you're considered to be in the elite class. And they even got little people you can go to and sit down and plan out your your rating uh budget, so it's like okay, currently you're at a four point two you've been trending well I see you've got a you got a four point seven rating yesterday that's excellent. If you can keep this up within three months, you can be a four point five for sure so these people go around killing each other because every interaction you have with a person they rate you and then Before your interaction is over, when they rate you, it pops up, and you see this virtual reality screen that shows you what rating they gave of you. And it's this one girl who's just lamenting because she she starts to snowball. She was doing so great. She was at a 4.2, and she was on her way to getting up to a 4.5, and then shit starts snowballing. And she finally got to the end, and she had been fighting to get to this this friend's wedding of hers where everybody there was 4.5 or higher. And the title knows that is because at the end she just said, fuck it. And she said, I'm just gonna tell all y'all what I really think about you. Which of course just crashed her whole popularity career and they ended up locking her up in some like a little crazy house. But the point of the story is that. We've become so dumbed down that we rate people based on how popular they are. It's a perpetual state of high school. And we as adults participate in that, even when we think we're conscious. So because people can so easily enter the mass media data stream, there is a constant rush and urgency to be current or trending. This is the result of a poisonous symbiotic relationship that has been established between the haste to be first and most current with the decreasing memory and attention span of the general populace. Let me explain what I mean by that. You have to be able to, when you see things, you got to be able to contemplate You got to be able to Take time to ponder on them But now In this climate That's being created It's all about who's first I want to be the first To get out there and get on the camera Or tweet this Or Instagram this Or whatever So the whole Art of thinking And pondering is out the window. And why is it that everybody is in such a rush to be first and to be trended? It's because our memories are shutting down. Our ability to remember things, to retain information, is shutting down, including myself. Because growing up, I had to learn phone numbers because there was no such thing as a cell phone. To this day, I still remember my parents' old or old house phone, my grandmama's house phone. But there are very few people whose phone numbers I have memorized now. Because now all I got to do is just put your name in my phone, put your number, and save it. And that's why when I'm on here uh, doing the show, there's people I know, and I don't even recognize your number. Because convenience gives me less need to use my own brain. This is the social media climate. Now, I don't want to sound like the grumpy old man, but I'm like, this is some shit we got to think about because everything's subtle. It's subtle. You can be decaying very subtly and not know it. That's how it works until you're gone. Your whole essence is gone because it's been slowly siphoned. All right. Final point on this social media. As a a result, media creators are not spending any considerable time to contemplate things, ponder, and research. It's all Google scholarship, cut and paste. Tell me I'm wrong. Cut and paste. I just saw a video come out with Phil Valentine, you know, who was talking about the cut and paste scholars. Now, whether you agree with the different doctrines or what they teach, we have to say this. That that school of Delbert Blair, Bobby Hemmett, Phil Valentine, that crew, and then all of the other Afrocentric people, John Henry Clark before them, Doctor Ben, John G Jackson, you know, and all these other the Pantheon of the great scholars. These are people who had to labor for information. Now, I'm not saying that you ain't supposed to use the resources at your fingertips, but I'm telling you, you can never fully understand anything as a Google scholar. Now, the way it works, though, is you can type in something and you can get a lead and find where you can find sources that you can sit and contemplate on or you may find a book on it. You can go to Amazon, you can put in a title or a a subject and pull up a whole list of books, and you can cheat that way. That's, I cheat. I find books because, you know, when you start searching a certain genre of books, they start loading up all this stuff. Oh, look at that one. Whereas Bobby and them had to go to Philadelphia to get books and New York and go to L.A. and we can cheat. And we can have them shipped out Now that's different That's taking advantage of the situation Of the the, the time frame you're in But this whole thing of people thinking They can just go and Google some shit And all of a sudden you're a master That's what this climate Of social media has created And we Foster that Because we are into personality worship It's the truth so then people who come and who really labor and who really have some food to give you with nourishment, they tend to fade into the background because they're not doing the things that make themselves more popular. But you say you all about liberation, and you say you all about, you know, this science and this and that, but damn it, separate the wheat from the tear. Sign of the the times. Getting more into this whole leadership thing, we still have a Messiah complex, as I said earlier. We're looking for someone to be our savior, our leader, our guide. Our minds collectively are still in 1968, and this is very metaphysical. I want you all to listen to me closely on this our minds collectively are still in 1968. The murder of Martin Luther King Jr. was a ritual to lock us into a time warp. That was the true mannequin challenge because for many of us, time has frozen since 1968. Even if you weren't born then, your DNA has the crystallization Of the time that froze In 1968 And that was to stall And divert us from prophecy And we all know what the prophecies say We know what the mythologies say When the great mother character Of Babylonian myth Tiamat Recognized that her children were trying to raise up against us, she unleashed all of these demons and warlocks. And what that story is talking about is what they are, they tried to or they're trying to divert. They're, that story is talking about what is supposed to wake up in you. So they had to lock us into a 1968. Paradigm Meanwhile they've been constantly Looking into the future In 1968 they were Already looking down to the year 2000 Don't believe it You always got to look at Parallel events What, What TV series Began during the Civil Rights Movement Star Trek 1966 And they were Showing you where they were looking And here we are in 2017 still having a 1968 mindset. Uh, We're looking for a leader. All the scammers who collect money claiming that they have some magic formula to save you or your community can only function because of the lower critical thinking qualities of their targeted group. Can I say that again? I think I will. All the scammers who collect money, Claiming that they have some magic formula to save you or your community can only function because of the lower critical thinking qualities or abilities of their targeted group. As my daddy used to say, When somebody got me, they like, Boy, they saw you coming. Listen to me, I want y'all to hear me good on this. If you are a critical thinker, you don't need a fucking leader. Because I don't need no asshole to think for me. Now, a teacher is different because a teacher sparks something that's already inside of me. But I do not, and you do not need a leader. They so easily get you because of your infatuation with being led And that high school mentality that often creeps up, wanting to be associated with who's the most popular. That's real talk. I'm not stretching on that. That is real psychology. Keep in mind, everybody, that this is the age of Aquarius where every person must become a master And stop following and worshiping false idols. And those false idols mean anything that's outside of you that you're worshiping is a false idol. Now, let me talk to you about my approach. I won't say this because we have people listening on different levels. Like I said, all my all my cult brothers, especially my our brothers down there in Houston, y'all bear in Beaumont, y'all bear with me, because sometimes a nigga just gotta get on a soapbox. But we got people listening on different levels, and because the level of some of the listeners is so high, sometimes you know, just for. Sometimes I feel compelled to bring something, you know, provocative and new. But the reality is that I specialize in illuminating the simple aspects of existence. And, I, you know, that's what I do. I, I, I focus on the simple. I'm a simple dude. I talk simple. But it's the simple stuff is really where all the, the, the science is at. Because all the simple things run in the background and often go unnoticed. So I want to just say that. And we know there ain't nothing new. It's all about uncovering what already exists and revisiting concepts we may think we already decipher. That's what we do as scientists. So that's why I always like to deal with the etymology of words and symbolism. Okay? So now, let's start the show officially. Words. 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 We get into talking about this yet. We got to just deal with words. John 1 and 1. In the beginning was the Word. Let's see, let me turn to it. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Very powerful, powerful scripture. Okay? So let's look at the word Word It has two roots One is swear S-U-E-R Roman numeral two And it means sound And it also means to talk The other root provided is U-E-R I guess it's or Or air And that's uh, Roman numeral six So that's U-E-R Roman numeral six On the computer. Go. Go. Go ahead. All right. So S U E R, Roman numeral 2, it means sound and talk. And then we have the other root is U E R, the Roman numeral 6, which means speak. All right. Now, what we've learned from previous shows is that when we talk about the word sound, we're also talking about water. so, if you apply that to this scripture In the beginning was water And the water was with God And the water was God And now, we all know that water is feminine Hmm, that's a whole nother ball of wax, ain't it? Now, I want to read y'all something from this book The interpretation of language. I hope I can get through the rest of this. Okay, this book is The Interpretation of Language, Volume Two: Understanding the Unconscious Meanings of Language. Now, this is this book is deep. Two-volume book or set. Listen to this: the different meanings of one word are much like the different symptoms of neurosis. They are the result of repression. They all refer to one basic root meaning, which has disappeared from the manifest surface of language. Where an important, emotionally loaded, or feared symbolic meaning has been submerged, a galaxy of cover meanings appears on the manifest surface. There is nothing dreadful anymore in their outward appearance. Understand, understand. I'm going to read a little bit more, but understand what they've already said is that. Why we have to always, we can't just think. stop at the connotative understanding of a word. Words are magical. Everybody's looking for these super magical things to do. You start with words. Words themselves, that's the magic. Because words are covers. And you have to keep peeling and peeling it back layer and layer after layer to get to the core. And the core is the true meaning or essence or the symbolism. That is what this Tower of Babel story is about. When the tower fell, we know it's a mythological story, but the falling of the tower is where the, the true meaning of things became befuddled. If everybody could speak one tongue, that means everybody understood the true symbolism of what, of, and intent of what was being conveyed. But once the tower falls and That's why it's called the Tower of Babel Everything becomes baby talk So what we're doing When we go back and we dig into these words We are rebuilding the tower So let me read more We can see in the process of verbal change The same process that Floyd called dream work It meant the translation of the dreaded latent content Into an acceptable manifest expression See there? Someone is writing the narratives. Okay, words like any other acts have a double structure. We perceive first the sign meaning, the conceptual lexical content that can be delineated by definition, but beyond the express denotation, the word may also be loaded with symbolic connotations with emotional elements evoking unconscious fantasies that have been repressed and eliminated from the manifest surface of language. What that saying is to truly understand words, you have to use both sides of your brain. You can't, when we do the etymology, we're dealing with the left side, rational side of the brain, but that's not where you stop. You get to the root, and then you have to turn on your right brain to dig and, and because you, you, you'll you find a lot of words that have several roots, but then you have to look at that and say, Well, what's the common denominator out of all those? What's the hidden jewel? What's the hidden meaning? You have to be imaginative, you have to be creative. It's not something you're gonna use an equation to find, you got to use it. That's where it becomes truly spiritual. So, okay uh this final little piece it says it would be deceptive to suppose that we communicate simply on the conscious level beside and below the intended conscious message there is always bless you there is always some noise, the flowing back and forth of an unintentional communication on the subconscious level subconscious level so when you talk about Metaphysics And word play And rituals being enacted A lot of the rituals are done On the subconscious level Using the manipulation Of words So Let me give you a little brief history Noah Webster Who we are all familiar with Webster's Dictionary He was sent over here In the uh, ninth, uh, mid to late 18th century and his role in the uh, in the burgeoning United States, which would become the United States Corporation, uh, was to set the language. Noah Webster wrote textbooks initially. And then he went into writing dictionaries. His job was to teach one side of language. They would take the connotative, and not even on the level of symbolism, but the connotative, as in the meaning that they wanted to convey. And they would frame that, the language, which English is a bastardized language. It's not even a real – it's a compilation of other older scripts or, 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 or tongues. So they had to form – basically, English was formed, as we know it now, here in America. And his job was to teach the connotative side of language. Because you got to understand What was going on at that time Mid 1700s Is the birth of the second wave Of the industrial revolution Okay So Education at that time Was only utilized To teach people how to count You know uh, Basic Reading and writing Or what they call rote learning The ability to memorize Because all these things were reflective of their ability to do their jobs in factories. So education for common folk was basically just training. So you had a, 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 a string or a line of cohesion running between the education, the religion, and capitalism. They all go hand in hand. Now, I want you to also be mindful of this. That mass literacy is a twentieth-century phenomenon. A lot of people still couldn't read, and those who could read, for the most part, were indoctrinated. So I want to, I want to give y'all. I want to read something. Y'all just bad witness. This is amazing. This book. There was a series of books that came out in the eighteen hundreds. And these are for little children to read. Alright. And this little series is called Rolo at Work or The Way to Be Industrious. And this was Brainwashing 101. This shit is amazing. Found this on Amazon. Rollo at Work or the Way to Be Industrious. Because uh, what I'm doing, I'm tell you why I'm doing going through all this. I'm laying the groundwork. I want you to see. How people are manipulated And I'm building up to how People get into the position Of seeking And following people Seeking leaders and messiahs and following Because I want to show you How the idea That we think we have of education It never existed There's never been A mass educational system In these U.S.A. states, or whatever you want to call it, corporation states, never existed. So, y'all bear with me, cause this, uh, this shit is long. Maybe I can paraphrase. Let me tell you what's going on. This little story here is called a bad beginning. This whole book is about a character called Rolo, and Rolo. In this particular story So I don't have to read all this He's out gathering chips Wood chips okay. And what it talks about is how uh, Rolo uh, Was Loaded up his first Barrel of chips And then He discovered that if he put bigger chips On the next barrel He would load it up faster But he wasn't actually getting as much work done So basically they put all this story in here and the, the 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 moral is it's always geared towards it's always geared towards encouraging the child to work their ass off. Okay, now, and I'm gonna show you how this ties into religion. Because I'm here's a book by the famous German sociologist Max Weber, and it's called The Protestant Ethic and the Spirit of Capitalism. And I'm going to show you how, how diabolical this was, how religion, capitalism, and education all tied in into creating a slave uh, populace. And that still exists to this day. Okay, so on this book on page 79, listen to this. Now it is unmistakable that even in the German word beruf, and perhaps still more clearly in the English calling, a religious conception, that of a task set by God is at least suggested. suggested. The The more emphasis is put upon the word in a concrete case, the more evident is the connotation. And if we trace the history of the word through the civilized languages, it appears that neither The predominantly Catholic peoples Nor those of classical antiquity Have possessed any expression Of similar connotation For what we know as a calling In the sense of a life task A definite field in which to work While one has existed For all predominantly Protestant peoples Listen to what I'm trying to tell you or what this is saying They're saying that this whole idea Of the Protestant movement One of the tenets of it Was the calling And part of your calling is Whatever position God has put you in You're supposed to bust your ass And do your best Because that's your calling Now I want you just to think And use your mind I'm a trainer I go to these people's houses that I train And I look at them stressed Out of their minds Computers and shit all over the place we're trying to work out. They got to go and answer emails and, you know, talk about their chest hurt. This all comes back to this framework that was laid down by the Protestant religious movement. The calling that this is your position and you must do your absolute best. We're talking about mind control, brainwashing, one-on-one. You see it in this book, Rolo at Work. I wish I could have read all of this too long. But they basically start early with the children conditioning their minds to do their absolute best to fulfill their duties. And we say this is a democracy. This is a communist society that we live in. Quiet is kept. Okay. I want to read something else. Uh, It says... But at least one thing was un- We shall speak of us. The valuation of the fulfillment Of duty in worldly affairs As the highest form Which the moral activity of the individual Could assume This is This it was Which inevitably Gave everyday worldly activity A religious significance Listen to what they're saying That means Whatever your job was However shitty There's a religious undertone to it Therefore people felt obligated To stay in their role All right, And which first created The conception of a calling in this sense The conception of the calling Thus brings out that central dogma Of all Protestant denominations Which the Catholic division Of ethical precepts Into precepta and concilia discards The only way of living Acceptably to God Listen to this Was not to surpass worldly morality and monastic asceticism, but solely through the fulfillment of the obligations imposed upon the individual by his position in the world. Accept your oppression. All right, I'm building. I'm building to something. Okay, so now you see the framework laid down by so called education and religion. Our educational system And Western religion systems Are both Kissing cousins That uplift something called Western capitalism Alright Which also teaches you not to think You would think education teaches you to think It teaches you not to think Alright So Let's deal with this word uh, Sorry about the noise Okay Let's deal with the word information Alright, information Because when we talk about words we now got to move into what do words create? What are words used for? Words are used first for information. Now, it comes from the root M E R B H, and it means shine, appeal, to take shape. All right? What else we do with words? We spell. Spell comes from the root S P E L, and it means to recite, to tell. Alright. We spell words and then we put them into sentences. The word sentence comes from the root S E N T. It means to notice. To notice, to take direction. Now look so this just look backtrack, look at this. We take a word, and the word means sound, which is water. We take water and we recite over it. Which is we're spelling it we, we create a magical incantation And then we sentence it That means we put it into a direction We then take those sentences And they form paragraphs And paragraph means Comes from the root G-E-R-B-H Which means to scratch To scratch through So we take words Which is water We recite a spell We then direct it, we scratch it, that means we etch it into existence with a paragraph, and paragraphs then form compositions. And the composition means to reach. Now, what am I getting at? Part of the reason a lot of us are enamored For certain people Who Exude The illusion of Having power Is because we're mesmerized By words And words are magical Like I just said You spell them You direct them You scratch them into existence And then you extend them That means you reach out I don't know What's wrong with this boy tonight (laughs) We got an angry baby I don't know if she might be cutting Cutting some more teeth But Damn, I got so much more on these. Let's just cut on down. We're going to have to speed this up. I wanted to, like to lay the foundation. Let's just deal with the word lead. The word lead has four roots, all right? One of them is spread out. The other one means to go forth. And then one root, is m which is the sound of the thump of lead falling into water. If you think about it, a, a little piece of something falling in water, like m-lub, M-Lub, So that was used to form a root. Now, use your imagination. I said one root, which is K-L-A, means to spread out. Another one, which is L-E-I-T-H, means to go forth. The other one, M. Love, denotes the sound Made of lead falling into water Black lead is also Called graphite All right And graphite is carbon Uh
0: Y'all
4: hold on one second Y'all hold tight. We're gonna take this about a two-minute break, and I'll be right back. We're gonna wrap up.
5: H.J. Robinson. I've been from the mountaintop to the valley lows. But through it all, I've managed to maintain my soul. Encapsulated in every raindrop that falls on my rooftop is a goal or a dream shot.
4: By situations, circumstances, there ain't always second chances. You say you're holding, show me what you
5: got. And I can't cope with these shattered hopes. And yes, my back's against the ropes. I'm blowing steam from my kettle pot. Lend me your ears inside these tears. is the pain associated with a man that's trying to find his spot. When you look in the eyes of your children, realize you can't supply the items of their desire. So when your pride drops and the book stops here to these fears, I adhere until some income is near. I guess the picture won't be clear. So I keep plugging like a mule, still trudging on the rope. I'm tugging, try. It's not a relevant word. Your visions get blurred. I'm lost with no shirt. Sure. I wonder why. And I don't know. No, no, no. What the future holds.
4: Back, and the baby's still angry. So,
1: come here. Come here. go take it back.
4: Okay. We're going to try to see if we can wrap this up. Show you what I'm building up to here. When you think of the word lead, as in a leader, you think of someone who guides you or directs you, who goes goes forth and who prepares a way for you, someone that you can follow. What I'm trying to impress here, using the etymologies provided of this word, Spreading out, going forth And especially as we get down to the fact That it means carbon Now we know that as melanated people We are basic carbon beings We're not carbon Derivatives or carbon like. We are carbon beings So the carbon permeates our blood So that means The Leadership, or the lead, is already inside of each one of us. Now, listen to this. And uh, one description of lead, soft and malleable. Lead is also the heaviest metal. Now, think about that. Think about the story of Lucifer. What happened with Lucifer? He had a crown of jewels and he fell from heaven. He fell. Listen again. Lead is also the heaviest metal. So if it's the heaviest, then that means it is more prone to fall. All right? But it's also malleable. Who's more? malleable than melanated people. Who knows more about taking lemons and turning them into lemonade than you? So the concept of leadership or leadership is talking about something that already permeates your being. Another word that comes from uh that lead is a derivative of his plum and Y'all heard me over and over refer to Amos 7 and 8 Very powerful passage where it talks about uh, God putting a plum line in his people And he will destroy the high places so I'm see if I can find that, Amos 7 and 8 now we just now we we talked about it last week. It's very, very powerful passage because it 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 is summing up this concept of leadership. He says, The Lord said to me, What do you see, Amos? And I said, A plumb line. Then the Lord said, Behold, I am about to put a plumb line in the midst of my people, Israel. I will spare them no longer. The high places of, of Isaac's Will be desolated And the sanctuaries of Israel Laid waste That Is a very Powerful passage That keeps unfolding It says that lead Is the heaviest metal That means it falls He says in his passage In the midst of my people I will spare them no longer The high places of Isaac Will be desolated And the sanctuaries of Israel Laid waste Lead also refers to carbon Which also refers to shit Excrement Falls down The high places would be desolated And the sanctuaries of Israel Laid waste Your ass Lays waste All of these things still come back To leadership The lead or the carbon in your blood extracts or attracts the principles of the sun. The principles of the sun are transferred to photosynthesis to plants and animals. It's also transferred directly to you when you are in the sun, sun gazing or just Doing activities in the sun Your melanin Receptors heighten So that you can absorb The positive Rays of the sun and block out The negative UV rays You have an Ability to communicate But you also Within that carbon have the ability to Extract that which is Not needed The sanctuaries of Israel will be Laid waste all that comes back to the plumb line. The plumb line is the carbon that's in your, is, which is the melanin that is in your blood. Cerebral spinal fluid. Which fell down into a human body, which is you. So why did I call this the fallacy of leadership? Because the idea that something outside of you can be your necessity for illumination is a fallacy because the lead, the lead, is you. It's in you. It is lying dormant inside of you, and people can take advantage of you by your Unawareness of this substance And your inability to illuminate it And they can take words Which is water And they can crystallize it Into what becomes information And then they can recite an incantation Which is spelling it Then they can form it into a sentence Which directs it And they put those sentences into paragraphs, which etches it into your mind. And it forms a composition, which is an extension that goes out and grabs your ass because you don't know that you already are the leader. That's the science on it. And the Roman Catholic Church knows exactly who you are because they create, they got something called a plumbator. I want you to look this up. Look up Plumbator. P L U M B A T O R. Now, Plumbator is the guardian of the leaden seal of the Pope. So, when the Pope issues a papal bull, the Plumbator comes and puts down this huge stamp, which is basically some carbon, and that's what seals it and makes it official. Now, look at how they take. Our stuff and utilize it And, and, and take it on as theirs We know that the garb they wear The headdress All ours Now listen to this The one who affixes the head seal of the Holy See to documents Such as the apostolic bulls That's the plumbator But look at this term the Holy See What is the Holy See? And it's called the See of the Bishop of Rome the authority, jurisdiction, and governmental functions associated with the papacy. The C, as in the eye, the eye of Heru, the pineal gland. Everybody's out here faking their phone, so they're saying they're they're saying if I call myself the Holy See, I'm saying that I have a active and functioning pineal gland or a first eye, and I also have melanin. I put my stamp down, my melanin stamp called a, By a person Called a plum bear. Now it gets even Deeper than this They are so Knowledgeable of how dangerous You are And I am That the same lead That we discovered Is also graphite Which is also carbon Was used As the model for making the A-bomb during World War II So I want to read this real quick This is coming from this book, The Atomic Christ by William Henry It says, after considerable debate between Sislard and Fermi These are two scientists who worked on this Sislard finally concluded that pure graphite would be the best substance for the controlled nuclear reaction Graphite is one of the forms of carbon, and is also known as black lead. Hold up. Wait a minute. Reverse. Let me read that again. Zillard finally concluded that pure graphite would be the best substance for the controlled nuclear reaction. Graphite is one of the forms of carbon and is also known as lead. When the first nuclear reactor was finished in September 1941, it was extremely pure carbon graphite column or pillar. What column or pillar do you know of? The Djed pillar. See how they take a science and it becomes physical science? And listen to the dimensions. Three by three by eight. Now, I want you to do the math on that. Three by three, three times three is what? Nine. Nine times eight is what? 72. How many conspirators of set were there? 72 conspirators of set. They are taking the science of us, of you, of we, because they realize what is the most dangerous and volatile and destructive force known to man is that lead, that copper, I'm sorry, that carbon, that melanin. You were used as the template to create the A-ball. Now, ain't that some shit? So if you are looking for anybody to lead you, you're doing yourself a great disservice. The most powerful thing you can do is to go into your little Pandora's box. All right. Moving along. In Western philosophy, education is a form of cattle breeding. Put that out there. Let's make that known. Western education is a form of cattle breeding because it does not address the term from its true essence but instead has used it as a label for practices geared toward indoctrination. The Latin verb duco, D U C O, means to pull out, as in, you know, educo. And later it would shift to lead out. Now, that's very important. Now, let me say that again. The Latin verb duco, as in educo, which is the root of education, means originally meant to pull out, and it later would shift to lead out. That's very important. Two things happened there. One, the original denotative essence uh, was stripped away. And then just the the true meaning of the word lead itself was not represented. Listen to what I'm saying. Duco originally meant to pull out, all right? When it shifts to lead out, you know what the difference is? For something to be led out of you in its connotative sense, that means somebody else has to do it. But to pull something out, that means there's something that you can do. I hope I'm clear on that. that is, this is part of what Noah Webster did. He would make these little changes in language which are critical because it changes your whole approach. If you know that educare means to pull out, that means that you know that you have the ability to pull something out of you. But if you have to be led out based on the connotative definition of leading, then that means you have to look for somebody else to do it. I hope that I hope I hope I'm clear on that, and it makes sense. Okay, I want to read something. We're getting close to the end here, y'all. Y'all been patient. I appreciate y'all. I want to read something again out of this interpretation of language. Page 114 Listen to this Uh, The education of children Is according to this philosophy Another form of cattle breeding And it's talking about western philosophy We try try to understand first The difficult term education The latin verb duco Originally meant to pull out Later it became to denote to lead Okay, then it goes, skip down and says moreover, if the original meaning of duco to pull out is implied in the word education, then the supposed act is not is also not as gentle as it would be if the later meaning leading out is implied Now, I want to highlight what is being said there to truly be educated is. Sometimes a painful process Because you have to go through things To be educated You have to And that involves initiation It don't mean And again Initiation ain't got shit to do With somebody else lording over you You can initiate your, You're supposed to initiate yourself The whole word initiate Means to go into And you initiate By going into yourself And that by going into yourself, that is how you pull something out of you, which is the true meaning of education. And you got to think, that sounds violent, to pull something out of you. If I'm just going to lead you somewhere, that's not as violent of an action, because you can just, you know, comfortably follow, but to pull something out of you, you can see ribs getting moved around and organs getting damaged because sound like something getting knocked around because it's trying to convey to you the seriousness of true education. You are going inside yourself. The way that that word was changed by, by them changing or the, the root "duco" to mean lead out instead of pull out It then gave birth to another verb, which is speo, which means to extract, which is where we get the Latin noun spado, as in spayed. What what happens when you spay and neuter your animals? That means that they can't reproduce. Spiritually, we have been spayed and neutered because we have lost the connection of of language. And I'm not saying everybody got to be able to read Meta Netta, but you all at least have some idea of the language that you're speaking. You all be able to trace it back and figure out what is the original meaning conveyed. So look at how they massively people like Noah Webster, this is the diagram they laid down for us to get to where we are right now. To where we don't understand language and people run game on us, People who are more learned because we're lazy and we're ignorant, and ignorant means you ignore, you don't pay attention, they can run game on you. Because you are mentally and spiritually inept. Or you're having mental and spiritual erectile dysfunction, spayed and neutered. So, in conclusion, what do the beasts who run the world and the beasts that look like you, now understand what I'm saying when I say that, the beasts who run the world and then there are beasts who look just like you, yet take advantage of you every chance they get, what do they have in common? They function and rely upon the ignorance of the people. And your refusal to educate yourself and lead yourself is the common denominator. Lead yourself as in go into the lead or the carbon that is already within you. I'm going to say this, and I stand firmly by everything I say. There is no black power movement. There is no black consciousness movement. There is no black economic movement. The only movement is you. And I'll say it again, and i stand firmly by everything I say again. There ain't no black power movement. There ain't no black consciousness movement. There ain't no black economic movement. The only movement is you. You move the movement with the continued development of your mind, period, point blank. Now, there are those of us who come together and we commune, And we form like Voltron because each one of us does our work to continuously illuminate ourselves and elevate our minds. But this fallacy of this, this movement, this kumbaya, it don't exist. And we need to get to a point where we understand that and accept that so that we quit getting bamboozled and hoodwink and hustle by con artists, telling you they're gonna build a school, give me some money, and then chastise you because they ain't got enough. Cause you're looking for a messiah, or tell you I got an economic plan that's gonna save the whole world. But I live in Texas, and my economic plan gonna save the world. Donate to me. And you'll run and you'll donate to these people because they're popular. And then people around you or, that, or, or, or who, are, who are not all out beating their chest, who got science, we ignore. Who are not trying to hustle you, who just got some information. And who have contemplated on the information long enough to where it has become knowledge. And who have lived and experienced life enough to where their knowledge has become wisdom. Those people typically fly under the radar because as a whole, we don't appreciate that. We appreciate characters. We appreciate personality. So it's time to do an inventory about how fucking conscious are we really. All I got, sorry for the noise of singing, but, you know, it's a young lion. And he got a he roar sometimes, so it is what it is, but we still got it in. I hope I made myself clear. You don't need no leaders. You are the leader. Stop looking for them. You can't keep calling yourself gods and goddesses and you turn around and talk about following somebody. Glean knowledge and information from everywhere. I don't... I don't discriminate Anywhere I can get some knowledge I'm pulling it But I am not Following no other man or woman I self law Am master So Brother Jamal That's all I got Um, We got about Eight minutes Before this thing times out, I got to get in here and tend to the family and do some family. I want to, oh, one thing I got to announce this. February 11th, 1705, Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, Inner Sanctum, we'll meet again. That's a Saturday, 3 p.m. We're going to get it in. We're going to be talking about the Matrix Decoded, and we'll go in deep. Um, so get your face in the place, $15 donation, come on out, support the group, support the brother, Amin Rashidi, who got this building, help this brother and and his his network, keep this thing open, it is a community resource center, we need this thing to be successful, all right? So I want to see you there, stay tuned, we got some lectures going to be coming where you can get some, uh, some sit-down lectures here at the house, and they're going to be dynamic off the chain. So uh, go to my YouTube and Gnosis, subscribe, and remember, every 100 subscribers are going to be giving away books. All right? So go there now. Go to DrAlineElBay.com as well, and get your wellness shop on. All. all right. We're going to open the lines real quick. We got the purplest, the loyalist, the realist in the house.
2: <laughs> hey, Brother Jamal and a cold family. How is Peace. everybody doing this evening?
4: All Peace. is well. How are you?
2: I'm fine. So when I enjoyed your um your breakdown, your decoding this evening. Um, what I thought about was the movie Hidden Figures because um, mm-hmm. I think it ties in because we're talking about three black women or African women or melanated women who supposedly helped to put the what uh, space apparatus in space I don't believe it's real
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, I believe they're feeding off of our energy to project their agenda I don't know how you feel about that but that's how I feel about it I don't think it's real
4: hmm I haven't seen and it. And I believe... I didn't even know... You haven't it. seen it? Mm-mm. I'm pretty it's sure you probably on the money.
2: Yeah, I, well, it's about three women in the 50s who were... Um, one was a mathematician, one was an engineer, and I think the other one was an engineer too. But I'm just saying, why? why this year? Why this year did they choose to, although they're saying a black woman wrote this movie... Releasing this movie at this time Why didn't they release it last year Why this year Three women uh-huh. The triple darkness We're talking about uh-huh. space uh-huh. We're talking about how these uh-huh. mathematicians figure out this mathematical equation To put these tamahoos Out in space I just don't believe it And uh-huh. with technology Being uh-huh. as advanced as it is Today Why are we not going out to space today why not the big hoop lot like well,
4: we had it in the '60s? Well, that space is cold. They're they're projecting an agenda. They're saying we're going to use the black woman as the apparatus to take us into the, the fifth dimension. I
2: say that's,
1: that's what i saying. saying. Yeah.
2: Yeah,
4: yeah, and you know, of course, the those those the three two is also the. Uh, Pine, the pineal, hypothalamus, and the pituitary gland.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: You know your three magi. So yeah, all that. Yeah, again, it, it, it's it's a it's a uh, they're trying to project it's themselves ritual. into a future. Yeah, and using the, the, speed speed the three
2: women, their batteries, huh?
4: Right, right. Yep. Yes, indeed. Yeah. I mean I ain't seen it but just when you telling me that that I mean that that's just that sounds pretty obvious you know that's what it is you know
2: mm-hmm.
4: But you know at the end of the day we 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 talk about these things and we decode them but we always want to keep in mind at the end of the day nothing is gonna work <laughs> None of this shit's gonna work it don't matter, you know, nothing, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's all, uh you know, it's fun, though, yeah, it is, it's, it's futile, so it's fun to be able to recognize and be like, wow, they really are trying this shit, but, you know, at the end of the day, ain't none of this, you know, the ship ain't sailing, you know, so, And people are starting to see it, though. You know, mm-hmm. a few years ago, people wouldn't catch this stuff. But now it's more and more people. They actually see, like, oh, man, I I see what they're trying to do, you know.
2: hmm
4: Wow. So, yes, indeed. So, uh, we're going to be back in the building on February 11th. I say, and, uh, want everybody to come out Cause it's gonna You know first one was awesome This was gonna be Even more
2: I say
4: so, I look uh, forward to seeing Everybody yeah No doubt No doubt Well you got anything else Ms. Purpulous No just
2: I don't have anything at this point in time. Just enjoyed your, your decoding your lecture as usual. You just, I'm just so um, beside myself that we made this connection because I see you being a force no in the community. Ashe.
4: No doubt, and no doubt, Dr. no doubt.
2: Dara, yeah. I say, I say to them, I say,
4: no doubt, no doubt. You know, uh, they they. Who they appear to be online Is who they are in person And that's That's, that's, so that's rare It's so rare you know, A lot of people are mm-hmm. You meet their representatives but you don't know who they really are But they They down to earth and You know when you when they're presenting And they're down to earth when in real life So
2: mm-hmm.
4: Yeah mm-hmm.
2: They are down to earth Just down to earth people I really enjoyed them. I'm looking forward to them coming back. I really am.
4: That's right. That's right. So Dallas, get ready.
2: Get ready, get ready, get ready.
4: Hopefully that'd be, yeah, put some TD Jakes on them. Get ready, get ready. Worship, worship. You me how you say worship? You say
2: worship, worship. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I don't All want to right. hold the lines of huh? the
2: other callers coming behind me. Thank
4: you Thank you Peace
2: Peace
4: Geno. <laughs> What's
6: up with it Jay What's up What's good Oh man Nothing much man. Nothing much uh, Man Another great show man Before uh, I go in man I just want to uh, Give a shout out To the whole family That's on the line Listening man uh, Following up A tough in Francis man That's the that's guy Got it Anyway, right, right. Uh, man, uh, hey, man, I got to say it, man, because uh, then, you know, next week it'll be over and done, with you know, man, down at H time, man, we got the Super Bowl going down, and, and I'm just right. rolling through the city street, man, and I've been thinking, uh, you know, it's interesting, when you think about, I got to go football on, but it's interesting, when you think about um, hatred in the South, of course, we talked about this, man, but, You know, I was thinking about 13 years ago was the last time the Patriots were here, and they played the Panthers. And so it's interesting here, you got Patriots versus the Panthers and the Patriots versus the Falcons. And even when you think about the three teams that they played and won their Super Bowls from years back, it started with the Rams. Now, we talked about this too. So you start off winning and beating the Rams which we know the Rams beat the Titans the year prior to So the Rams, the Titans, and so the Patriots beat the Rams. And ever since then, I mean, you were talking about man, they got this spirit over them. We know the whole patriotic thing and all of that. And for those people that don't know, the very first Super Bowl that they won, that's also when 9-11 happened in 2001, that fall. And so it's just interesting. But they beat the Rams. They beat the Panthers here 13 years ago. The very next year, they played the Eagles. It goes that kind of hate, you know, the eagle, the bird, that Hey figure. And then you beat the Seahawks. it is again. Mm-hmm. And now you're going to play the Falcons.
4: So it's mm-hmm. just when you think about the storyline, and- story you know. And Brady gets gonna... up crying today saying, my hero is my father. So mm-hmm. he's posturing he's himself as a hey Ru figure. Mm-hmm. My hero exactly. is my father. And he's number, um, 12. number 12. They're going to sacrifice the Falcons. And then he's going to mm-hmm. announce that he's retiring and he's going to ride off into the sunset like Peyton
3: Manning. Whoa. That's how it's going to yeah, play out. Gonna...
7: Oh
4: hey,
1: let me tell you something.
6: Don't
4: go down like that, bro. You heard it here first. Ball, ball. Right. Whoa. Yeah. Crazy, bro. I called last crazy. year the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I said they're going to sacrifice. Right. That was the 50th year of the Black Panthers. They was going to sacrifice them, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was a no-brainer. Uh, Cam, right. Cam, Cam, Cam. Kemet, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. I personally in my heart, you know, mm-hmm. I hate I would love to see uh the Falcons even though it's another Jew run organization, but just for what they right. represent, I would love to see them just whoop their ass. Right. Um, but right. Right. but I hate to say it, I just think it's gonna they gonna it's gonna be another ritual, you know. Uh, But maybe somebody, maybe somebody gonna decide not to take their orders, you know, and come out there and actually play, and you know, you don't know. So it's gonna be
6: interesting, bro. It really is, man. It's very interesting. And and, and one more thing before I go, man. And it's interesting because I was just talking to my boy about this. One of my boys about this today. You know, you think about they got sixteen teams. In the NFC, just like you got 16 teams in the AFC. And so, okay, so the right, are in the AFC. So when you talk to the NFC, I mean, you could choose between 16 different teams. But it's funny, 13 years ago here in Houston, Patriots played the Panthers. Now they're facing the Falcons. Both of these teams are in the same division. You know, I mean, you could have been the Cowboys, you I mean, could have been the Packers. So oh, it's just interesting, the NFC South. Uh huh. Just really interesting, man. You got the Falcon and the Panther. You know, it's just something about. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. But anyway, oh, hey man, I want to no say doubt. Man, thank you for that. Thank you for that jewel with the three by three by eight. When you were talking about the no. man That go, gold. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's
4: that's ain't that song,
6: man. Man, that was gold, man. Amazing. So, but, um, uh, oh, but anyway, Jay, you, you... Mm-hmm, go, man. Go, go ahead, man. No, nah, I was gonna just say, man, that was gold, man. I mean, you always dropping jewels, man.
4: That's why I stay tuning in, you know. So, I appreciate it and send a shout out to the whole the whole Houston Beaumont Connect down there, you know. No doubt, bro. Uh no. we'll have to wrap. I got some I got some stuff to tell y'all too about. It's I yeah, I'll tell y'all about it. We're gonna have to talk. Yeah. You know, but uh,
6: already, bro, you know we got to a conference Kyle. We're gonna make it happen.
4: Oh yeah. Yeah, we're gonna chop it. But, already. but hey, uh, man, everybody Y'all be in. easy. I'm gonna All right, bro. You too, boss. All right, peace. Peace. All right, we're going to take one last caller. 740. Hey, boss, man, how you doing
7: today?
4: Everything is everything. How you doing, brother?
7: All right. I kind of caught the tail end of it. But I heard you talking about Brady. But uh, I don't know if you talked about this before or you ever checked it out. But you remember back in the day they had a show called the Brady Bunch? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And ain't, ain't it ironic right now you got the Brady Bunch who got all these Super Bowls and records?
1: Mm. And
7: then you remember back in the day they had the so-called The Walden family And then you know the Walden right. family They got Walmart So I wonder if, if they could throw on that signal out Way back in With Walden's and then the Brady bun
4: Man I don't know that. That's a, I mean truth is stranger than fiction So uh, yeah. You also gotta look at The time you're looking at the '70s with the Brady Bunch, so you're looking at a, a time when they had put "quote unquote" black people to sleep because '70s is the decade of sexual revolution and you know funk music, which ain't nothing bad, but it was just it was a party decade. Uh, yeah. So that would be a person. Perfect time to put out this proclamation Now then He did the 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 key would be To break down the name Brady That would be the key You know I think that would Uh I'm gonna have to look into that Oh okay Gino say Brady was born in 77 So there we go
7: Yeah Hmm. And uh he's trying to get his uh I I think the Patriots are trying to – are they trying to get their seventh Super Bowl or something
4: like that? No, I think this is five for them. It's
7: five. Or is it five Super Bowl wins or the seventh time going to a Super Bowl?
4: Well, this would be their seventh because the first time I remember the Patriots going to the Super Bowl was in 86 when the Bears beat the shit out of them. Uh, So this might be their seventh time Because they lost to the Giants One year So yeah this probably is But that five is key because that's a Christ number So Brady wears Number 12 He's going to his fifth Super Bowl There is no way that they ain't going to let this boy Get this fifth one Because he's going to leave out on this Christ energy You know he's already said his daddy is his hero that goes to hey Peru part and now he just got to go out here and he's got to sacrifice Peru hey which is the falcons which is the bird or, you know which is the equivalent of a hawk yeah you know uh then we also got to look at no, Houston is not you got also and I'm 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 going to give up something here Houston is on The line Of the Keystone Pipeline That's that's The Keystone Pipeline Comes out of Port Arthur And it runs up to North Dakota Into Canada So That's also They have to go down there and they have to do this ritual To offset uh, The Earth Kundalini See, the earth has a kundalini It has a spirit just like we do okay. And in the middle of the United States Is a very powerful Kundalini energy Y'all need to go I'm just fucking I'm just going, I was going to hold this one Y'all need to go and see this, uh, this Mini series called 10.5 Apocalypse And when you go and see 10.5 Apocalypse You'll see what I'm talking about Everybody need to go and see that it's on YouTube, I think. Yes, yeah, on YouTube. Uh ten point five Apocalypse and it's gonna lay it all out. There's a they have discovered there's a kundalini running through from Port Arthur all the way up straight up and that's why they that's why they built that Keystone pipeline. Yeah, and I got some more shit about this too, but I'm on I'm on I'm on we're gonna speak on it later. You know. But well, we're gonna see how this whole ritual lays out Sunday, and I'm gonna come back. And we're gonna put it all together. I'm going to show what all of this was. Real, what it's really all about. Right. Well, because
7: they're gonna do a ritual during during the half during the halftime.
4: Well, that's gonna be part of it. The whole game is the ritual. Yeah. The stadium, the the stadium is a womb. Okay. That's why they shaped the way it is. So the stadium is a vagina and they're creating something in the vagina and it's going to, they're going to give birth to it. And that's going to include the halftime show, the game itself, the outcome. All of these will be different components of the ritual. Mm.
5: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And Lady Gaga.
7: Lady Gaga And you know too In football you got 11 players on each side Which is representing The total number of 22 Which is the same number of stars That's in the Paramount emblem when they fall from the sky And uh, surround the mountain Mmm
4: mm. It's also the Hebrew al- Alphabet 22 letters Yep Hmm
7: Twenty-two, the uh, tar. That's uh when them when them stars fall from the sky. That's representing the fallen angels.
4: Right. Right. Giving give praise. And to they, the and and. Angels. and they, well, them fallen angels is still us, cause that whole concept about lead. Lead is the heaviest, the heaviest metal, but it's the most malleable. Lead is graphite. Graphite is carbon. And we are carbon beings. And carbon is six protons, six electrons, six neutrons. That go your 666. So everything they do is still pointing back. They're trying to uh, usurp the energy that is ours. There can't be nothing outside of us in the universe. There can't be There can't be any angels or fallen Anything that's not us Because We encompass All and everything So you know They say the the, the more Is the lord Of uh, All he surveys Lord means potential And you have to be Something primal And something that came first to have all potential So that means we we, we Would be that too Okay Those hey. that came down Those that came down Would be the equivalent of Excrement The excrement came down on the ground First and fertilized it And then the vegetation grew So those fallen angels Would be the equivalent of shit And the shit is the most potent Because it has all of the the nutrients That are uh, progenitors of life They are fascinated with that Because they want to say that they are primal And that they are first. Therefore, they are the highest. So, yeah, it's gonna be interesting, you know. I, uh, but I'm gonna to have to get off here and finish this out. I got this little wild son of mine here. I'll give him a little bit of attention here. So, uh, All right. uh, I appreciate. I appreciate you calling in, brother, and uh, dropping that jewel there, or those those several jewels. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to come back and revisit this, especially that Brady yeah, yeah. bunch. I'm about to I'm gonna have to look into the name Brady because I know uh, you sound it's very similar to like the uh, Marvel Comics or the DC Comics character Solomon Grundy. I think for some reason I think Gron and Brady, I think they're related. So I'm I'm looking for that. But
7: Right. They got a thing call, Gronkowski.
4: Right. Gronkowski. Right. And that- Grund <laughs> means ground. So so yeah. Yeah that's some stuff to look into. Uh, All right, brother. Well, I appreciate you calling back in, bro, and listening in this week, as always. All
7: right. All right, man. I appreciate you, man. Have a wonderful night.
4: No doubt. You do the same, brother.
7: Blessings. Blessings.
4: All right, gang. All of you scientists out there, you metaphysicians, you occultists, you critical thinkers you gods and goddesses, I want y'all to stay down until you get up, and I want you to, and when you get up, I want you to stay down. I ain't going to try to close out with no music because the, uh, the show time is already timed out, and I think when I load music on at the end, it does something and distorts it when I play something when the time is round down, so we're just going to close out the broadcast here and uh, say thank you again to Dr. Eileen and Sister Kadira. Peace to the whole First World Order radio family. Peace to the gods. Peace to the goddesses. I'll catch y'all on the top side. Peace.